Unapologetically Her podcast. I'm Kayla Linghoff, entrepreneur and women's coach, and I will be your host for this podcast. So I am so excited that you are here. And if we haven't connected yet, either over social media or in person, welcome. I have so much gratitude that you're here. This podcast is going to go over so many things from mindfulness, mental health, finding your purpose, manifesting your ultimate reality, and so much more. So my mission is to inspire, guide, and lead you into becoming the best version of yourself and having the life that you want. Hello, welcome back. And today we have such a fun episode. We are talking all about lucky girl syndrome, manifesting 101, and knowing what you actually want in life and how to get it. So the universe is like a giant collective algorithm, so to speak. It feeds you more of what you pay attention to, right? That quote that energy flows where your focus goes really means that you're going to see more of what you spend your time and attention on or with. What if I told you by changing your perspective and energy, you can learn to attract more of what you do want and less of what you don't? What if I told you by being positive, open-minded, and aligned, you could attract the right people, opportunities, situations, things, and so much more that are meant perfectly for you? So everything in the universe has a vibration that it sits at and that it radiates, especially with our emotions. And with those, we can really elevate or align with certain frequencies that will bring us things closer. So the emotion or the feeling of shame is the lowest vibration there there is on the scale. Like shame is even lower than fear. And the highest emotion on that scale is love. So by focusing on feeling love for ourself, for our body, for our environment, for the things that we have, what we're working towards, our space, the people in it, just the whole world collectively, we will attract more love. You'll attract more positive people because you were already a positive person. You will attract the right events, opportunities, travel because you were already aligned with those frequencies. Your work or career will flow so much better because you are in alignment. You are doing something that you enjoy. You find the value. You have gratitude and everything that you're about. So recently, there is a phrase called lucky girl syndrome, and it's been really going around online. And it's basically using the law of assumption, but it's just in different terminology. Essentially, lucky girl syndrome is the theory that maintains what we assume to be true is what will eventually manifest or happen in our actual reality of where we're at right now. In other words, when we are rewiring our brain to think different thoughts and believe different systems or patterns, we basically align with our potential in life and our future. When we add love to ourselves, and when we are able to change our self-image, that's when our life changes. Our image of how we see ourselves is what we align our life with. I love how many women aspire to have these goals and how so many of us have Pinterest boards that we have on with maybe house ideas or family inspiration or things that we just hold near and dear to our heart, things we want to try. Maybe some of us have like even physical vision boards or we have a screen saver on our phone or computer with these ideas. I love it. Visualizing the life you want to have and your self-image has become so prominent and popular, and it's one of the best ways to have the life you want. There's that saying that we should show up as our future self, as our highest self, and when you align your self-image today in the present with how you see yourself in the future, you naturally shift how you think, how you act, 
how you feel, even down to your belief systems, what you're choosing to do, like your decision making, it all organically shifts. Going back to episode one, where I talked a little bit about the quantum atom theory with Einstein, when the observers had focused on a specific area, that's where the electrons appeared, which basically backed by science means wherever you focus and wherever you expect something to happen and you put your energy to, that is what will happen. That is what will manifest. With manifesting and visualizing our higher self, our future self, to embody that now, affirmations is a great tool to use to help reprogram your belief systems if you're thinking. And affirmations really do work best when you're taking something that you maybe have previously struggled with or it's not something that you're fully set on checking that box off as if you've mastered it to be able to improve on with, with affirmations. So for example, if you have maybe struggled with being authentic and knowing yourself and feeling yourself, an affirmation you could be using is, I attract success by being my authentic self. I am becoming closer to my true self every day. I am ready to manifest abundance. I am empowered to live my highest purpose in life. I am creating the life of my dreams. I am ready to allow miracles into my life. If you're someone who sees your future self more confident than you are right now, you could use affirmations like you accept yourself just the way you are. Today, you choose to be confident. Everything good happens for a reason. I am proud of myself and all that I've accomplished, and I deserve the best and accept the best. If you want to take the affirmations one step further, we know that I love mere affirmations. It really does help dissolve the resistance that we can have with saying things that we haven't fully thought to be true just yet. The faster we change our belief systems and how we feel, our energy shifts and everything around us shifts because we've changed internally. That really is the key. I know so many people will go through life trying to externally change things and fix things, but really that's just mirroring what you have on the inside. If you shift internally first, everything else will flow and adjust as needed. With knowing what you actually want in life, for me, this used to be so hard. I would be trying to make vision boards and I would print stuff off and then I would change my mind or I would feel so unsure about what I actually wanted or where I saw myself, what I wanted with my life or just how I saw me. I used to put so much pressure in figuring all of that out and not understanding why I felt so disconnected and I just was always trying to work towards goals, but then the goals would change because I didn't know what I really wanted. Or sometimes we think that we want something and we start working towards it, but really it's not actually what we want and maybe it's the recognition that we want or maybe it's the freedom of what that choice is that we want or a friend or someone close to us also wants that and because we love them and we want to be in their circle and close to them we also try to go after the same goal to keep that connection and relationship. How many people have, you know, joined a sports club or something in school or even something in work to where Someone you know is in there and you love them as a person. You're just like, yes, I'm going to sign up for this because this person's in it and it's going to be so fun because they're there and we're going to be able to work together or team up and this is going to be awesome. 
And that's cool. There is nothing wrong with that at all. I love that for you. But just keep in mind, when we stop to think about what we actually want versus what someone else wants, we can kind of fine tune our trajectory a little bit, save us some time and get a little bit more clear on where we're going. As someone who used to work so hard to where I would be sick constantly, I was feeling drained, I was at the most unhappy place in my life, I will be the first or maybe the third person or the fifth person to tell you that your direction is way more important than your speed. When you're in the flow and things are aligning for you, you really can skyrocket so fast into accomplishments, to these dreams, to making these things a reality so much faster if you just trust and just put one foot in front of the other. How are you supposed to know what step 50 is like when you're not even taking step four or five because you don't know where it's going? Sometimes when we don't know what we want, the best thing we can do is to try new things, try new hobbies, try different jobs, get someone's opinion, maybe someone you trust, someone that you value their perspective on. Maybe they have an idea or a suggestion for you. Maybe you ask yourself and you meditate on it or you journal about it. Give yourself that time to expand and brainstorm and just trust the process. To know what we actually want in life, we have to start with the truth. We have to see that maybe we're not in alignment or maybe our decision making is not where we would align our future self to be or to be having those same choices. And with the truth, this can be hard, right? Maybe we have to acknowledge that we're not in love with this person anymore. Or maybe we have to understand that where we live is not serving our highest potential anymore and it's keeping us stuck or stagnant. Maybe by us holding on to these specific friends, it's not allowing the universe to bring in better connections because we don't have the space for it. We haven't made that room and we haven't aligned to open ourselves up to being okay with having things removed so that better things can come in. The truth does always set us free. What are you pretending to to not know or what are you not able to be willing to sit still with? One of the hardest things I've ever done was having to sit with myself and acknowledge the lies I was telling myself about being happy or having the life that I wanted, these connections or these partners or these places. I really, I was lying to myself. I knew deep down that it wasn't serving me, but I was so scared of losing all of those things because it's comfortable, it's familiar, and also you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know what's in the unknown, and that can be kind of scary. We have to really think about where we are spending our time and energy because there is a cost to that. And ultimately, you keeping yourself where you are right now is costing you the life that you want. And pain is not good or bad. It's just a signal. Pain is neutral. It is just your body's physical way or even emotional way of letting you know, hey, we should pay attention to this or hey, we need to process this. We need to let this go. This needs to be released. You should pay attention over here. It's just a smoke signal. For example, with physical pain, I used to get headaches really bad and I would be immediately looking for Advil or Tylenol, some sort of pain reliever because I was like, nope, I don't want to feel this. This is too painful. I'm working. I'm busy. I'm whatever. But what if instead of trying to soothe or really just mask the physical symptoms with a band-aid, we were able to lean into them with the understanding that our body is just communicating with us. And I'm not saying don't take Advil when you have a headache, but what I am saying is maybe the headache is because you're, you haven't drank enough water or maybe you are so tense from recent events or 
extra stress that you've been carrying around that your body wants you to release that. Maybe you're straining your eyes looking at your computer for too long and it wants a break or wants to go outside. It all it is is a communication. With slowing down and being able to respond instead of reacting with pain or signals in our body, we can really connect back to our intuition and our higher self that ultimately helps us make better decisions and understand things on a deeper level. I know now when my neck is tense or my shoulders hurt that I am feeling fear or anxiety or both and I just haven't acknowledged it. It could be something in the present moment. It could be I'm having a flashback to something that I haven't processed fully It also could be that when I look down at my phone for too long, I really hope my chiropractor isn't listening because, you know, we talked about this already. But if I'm looking down at my phone too long, it also gets a little tight and it starts to hurt. What is that called? Tech neck? That is going to be a real thing. We're going to blink to like 30 years from now and people are going to have all these back problems and neck problems from their technology. So if you're listening to this, get a stand for your laptop. Don't hold your phone straight down. You, you can just hold it out. In my personal journey, there's also been things that I've manifested that I thought I wanted and I got them and then I realized I didn't actually want them or it wasn't the same experience or the outline of what I had pictured. One instance was when I got into real estate, I had heard from so many people in my life and circle that would say, oh, you'd be great at that. Oh, you would really enjoy that. Or I can see you being a great agent or you have, you have that look, you would just rock that. And I thought because it was so, it was coming up so often that it was going to be a great fit. And then it was going to be something that I could be doing for my career and something that I would love and wake up every day feeling so much joy and excitement for what I was going to do. And that's not how it went. I found that I was in a space where I wasn't sure how to protect my energy. And so with working with so many people every day, so many calls and communications, I was feeling drained most of the time. I was never showing that side to clients or people in the industry. But if you were anywhere in my personal life, when I would be getting off the phone, It was like I was a night and day difference as far as putting my best foot forward in business, but feeling like I was operating at like negative 1% and just not feeling aligned in how I was spending my time and my energy. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I love to help people. I love investing. I love learning things. I really enjoyed going through the schooling. And so I thought it would be a wonderful fit. I love to make my own schedule and I'm always someone who's working longer hours or harder in just like normal jobs and so why not take yourself into a space where you have full range and capacity to grow to become to really earn as much as you'd like and though I had made it past 98% of the people that I had gone to real estate school with and I was closing deals and I was doing the things and really keeping up with the trainings and trying my best to learn through me being very sick most of that journey. I never felt aligned and I was so surprised with how long I forced myself to just make it work. I thought one day 
it would feel different. Things would be different. Me internally would shift and this would all be the best decision I had made and I wouldn't have any more regrets and I wouldn't have that voice in the back of my head second guessing and making myself feel like I had not made the best decision with where I was at. But the truth is that intuition and voice wasn't saying that I was making a wrong decision or I had done something that I shouldn't have. It really was just an experience that I needed to learn for those lessons and to be able to use that moving forward with my journey. I was so focused on making it work that I was tuning my, even myself, my inner voice out because I was so stubborn with setting, saying I was going to do something and following through with it. And I really like to stand to be a person of my word. But when we do that, sometimes we forego ourselves and we sacrifice what's actually not meant for us. And we're not gaining anything in the process but trying to prove a point to ourselves or to other people. When you manifest your goals and you are creating them into a 3D reality, really think about, is it something that you want? Is it something that came from you or did it come from someone else? Is an idea from someone else? Is the inspiration from you or is it from an outside source? The best thing to do also is to really close your eyes relax your body, let yourself melt into your space and visualize yourself in that environment. Maybe it's a career, maybe it's somewhere you live or something else, but really sit and just feel on it and think about, is this something that I actually want in my life? Yes or no? And maybe you'll get the answer. Maybe you won't. Maybe it'll take time. Everything in your life will always present itself to you in the right timing. I could talk more about manifestation and lucky girl syndrome and creating the life you want in future episodes. As we close out this episode of the Energetically Her podcast, I want to invite you to share any questions, insights, or even aha moments that have come up for you during the episode. You can share those with me over on Instagram or social media. I'm so happy to connect with all of you over there. And I will have those pages linked in the show notes for you too. Also, if this episode resonates with you, please subscribe and leave a review for the podcast. It really does help grow our community so much. I look forward to bringing you so much value each and every Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Until next time, bye.